What's good people? It's your man CJ Williams checking in for Culturalist Theory. For this video, we'll be ranking the 10 studio albums from Don Cartagena himself, Fat Joe. Note, this list will not include his collaboration albums, group albums, or mixtapes, and will only include the projects listed as solo studio albums from Joey Crack. Be sure to hit that like button if you're feeling the content, subscribe to Culturalist Theory, and tap that super thanks button to keep the lights on. With all that being said, let's get to it. Number 10, Jealous One Still Envy, two. The sequel to the platinum-selling original released in 01 was not only disappointing, but it serves as his weakest effort to date. After several delays and lack of promotion when it first was announced, the album was finally released October 6, 2009. The 12-track project serves up a lot of skips with only a few highlights in between. Some of those highlights include Joey Don't Do It, the single one with a stellar feature from Akon, and Congratulations featuring Rico Love. However, while some highlights are present, the album warrants too many skips. The first track, Winding On Me, featuring Lil Wayne in an awfully auto-tuned Ron Browse, then Porn Star featuring Lil Kim are forgettable. And the track, Put You In The Game, also isn't something we will replay anytime soon. Overall, this album peaked at number 73 on Billboard 200 and only sold a little over 8,000 copies this first week. Ouch, it's gotta hurt. Number nine, The Elephant In The Room. The album that preceded Jealous One Still Envy 2 is The Elephant In The Room. While the album is definitely not all mediocre or as big of a letdown as Jose 2, this album is often forgettable in Joe's catalog and isn't one that serves up a ton of replay value. Released in 08, there were a couple of solid songs on this album. The singles I Won't Tell with Jay Holiday and Ain't Saying Nothing featuring Dre and Plyas were respectable. Other standouts on the album include The Crack House with a dope chorus from Lil Wayne and the DJ Premier produced that white. My conscience with the Blastmaster KRS-One was straight too. The pen fatigues in this album were clear, but the production and features saved this project from falling down. Despite this album being below average, it had an impressive chart performance on Billboard, peaking at number six. However, the second week, this album slipped to number 56 on the charts and soon it would fall off completely. Number eight, All or Nothing. Imagine this, an album being somewhat of a disappointment despite having an array of enjoyable songs and an impressive chart performance. If you were thinking about All or Nothing, you wouldn't be far off. Originally titled Things of That Nature, aside from Jealous One Still Envy, this album would probably be described as Joe's most mainstream sounding album. It seems like Joe attempts to turn away from some of the street roots on this album for more radio airplay. The singles came in the form of songs like So Much More, which wasn't really as strong, but Get It Poppin' featuring Nelly was actually a banger. There are other highlights on the album as well. The Just Blaze produced smash Safe to Say, Rock Your Body, and the 50 Cent diss My Fofo. After Joe appeared on Ja Rule's song New York, 50 thought Joe was on Ja's side and proceeded to diss him and several others on Piggy Bank, which Joe responded to on this track. The best track on the album is hands down the Lean Back remix, a team effort featuring a scene-stealing Eminem verse and the first appearance from a returning Mace after his hiatus from music to become a pastor. All or Nothing had a good chart performance selling 105,000 copies its first week. However, the album falls short as it doesn't seem to be all Joey Crack as we know him best. Number seven, The Dark Side Volume One. The Better Than You Remember 10th Studio 
studio album from Joey Crack serves more highlights than misses. It all begins on the very first track, Valley of Death, where Joe begins his return to the hardcore hip-hop roots that made him a fan favorite coming out the Boogie Down Bronx. The album had two impressive singles, Ha Ha Slow Down with Jeezy and the criminally slept on If It Ain't About Money with Trey Songs. Other standouts on the album include I Am Crack, Kilo featuring Cameron and Clips, and Heavenly Father. I'm Gone, a DJ Premier produced reflection song with lyrical presence and deep source material is also a touching point on this project. The sequels, Dark Side Volume 2 and 3, were both released as mixtapes and don't match the overall energy and veracity of this record. Joe showed that on his final solo album, even when you're counted out, at any given moment, you can always return to who you are. Number six, loyalty. How did Joe follow up the success of Jealous One Still Envy with the project Loyalty released just a year later in 2002? The album was actually pretty solid and contained some of the best produced tracks of Joey's career. 70% is produced by longtime collaborators Cool and Dre. Some of their best beats include Prove Something, Born in the Ghetto, and Life Goes On. The album starts out strong with the opener Take a Look at My Life, which also appeared on the soundtrack for the famous video game Def Jam Fight for New York. What y'all know about that? Some of the other highlights include Gangster and It's Nothing. A majority of the features come from Terror Squad members, while a few other songs such as Crush Tonight feature melodic assistance from the bachelor himself, Genuine. Described by critics as somewhat of an average project, the album had some heat, just not enough to place it in the top five. Before we get to the top five, despite not dropping a solo album in over 10 years, that's not including the mixtape What Would Big Do, Joey Crack has stayed active with collab projects. Which one of those did you rock with most? We had Plata O Plomo with Remy Ma or Family Ties with Dre from Cool and Dre. Let us know in the comments which one you dug the most. All right, back to the list. Number five, Me, Myself, and I. Joe's seventh album, the appropriately titled Me, Myself, and I, was a sleeper project that showed Joe could hold an album on his own if he wanted to. I'm sure some of you remember the lead single, Make It Rain, featuring one of the few guest artists, Lil Wayne, which was a club banger, but that's not all the album had to offer. Songs like No Drama, Breathe and Stop with The Game, and Hard Not to Kill were actually staples when looking at the track list of the album. Always one to have an ear for beats, the production was top notch. Another standout joint, The Prophet, also featuring Lil Wayne, was a compelling beat with keyboard synths and hard-hitting drums. Lil Wayne killed his verse on that song, by the way. This album might not be talked about as much when going through Joe's catalog, but it's one of his better works and warrants a repeat listen. Number four, Represent. Joe's debut album was released in 1993. At the time, he was using the alias Fat Joe the Gangster and tapping into his grimy roots coming out as a spitter from the Bronx. You knew Joe had serious potential when the single Flow Joe was unleashed to the world. Couple that with a slept-on B-side Living Fat, produced by Lord Finesse, and you get some of the best performances on the album. Joe's distinct voice is a nice compliment to the production too. This album could play out like a narrative of sorts with some of the grimy tracks mixed in with Joe's storytelling and gangster rap lyrics. Some standouts on the album include Watch the Sound with Grand Pooba and Diamond D, The Fat Gangster, This Shit Is Real, and You Must Be Out Your Fucking Mind featuring Apache and a scene-stealing verse from Cool G Rap. In the beginning stages of his career, Joe was at his most gangster and grittiest, and this project served as a template that would come for the next 10 to 12 years. Number three, Don Cartagena. Three years removed from his previous album, Joe dropped his third record, Don Cartagena, in 1998, and the results were some of his strongest. By this time, he was the mind behind the group and label Terror Squad. Individual members were scattered throughout this album. They actually all come together on two joints, The Hidden Hand and Terror Squadians. The opening track, The Crack Attack, features some of Joe's strongest lyricism, not like we had heard before. Other joints that cannot be missed include Triplets, featuring Prospect and the late Big Pun, 
Good Times featuring Lazy and Crazy Bone, and the standout posse cut John Blaze with Nas, Big Pun, Jada, and Raekwon. There are also a couple of misses on the album, such as the Bad Boy Influence title track, Walk On By with Charlie Baltimore, and Misery Needs Company featuring Noriega. However, there was some skepticism at the time of the album as to who really wrote it. According to many sources, it was reported that a large part of this was written by Big Pun himself. Now, whether Pun wrote for Joe was another story for another day, but what can't be avoided is that this album is one of Joe's most highly recognized and stands out from most of the others in his discography. Number two, Jealous One's Envy. Joe's sophomore album is one of the more acclaimed project in Joe's catalog, as this would define Joey as a star in the making, being previously unknown as an underground commodity. Things got off on the right foot when the first track, Bronx Tale featuring KRS-One, would start the album off with a blast. Painting vivid descriptions of hip hop's birthplace along with Joe and Chris's lyrical clashes made for a great opening track. There would be countless spots on the album where Joe's style would really get to shine, such as on songs like Success, Respect Mine with Raekwon, and Watch Out featuring the first ever appearance from Big Pun. Pun outshined everyone on the record with the infamous lyric, snatched the moon out the sky and blew the sun away. I doomed the world like I was God and throw my gun away and snatch the moon out the sky and blow the sun away. Now that's hard. Deciphering between two and one was difficult. This may have been the album that defined Fat Joe for some, but the one that lies ahead of it would take even bigger leaps and bounds than this project sonically. Speaking of, number one, Jealous One Still Envy. The fourth album from Fat Joe is not only his most successful album, but it stands as arguably his best work. Released a year after the death of close friend and rhyming twin Big Pun, Fat Joe managed to deliver a fire album with some of the most killer tracks of his career. The project featured monster singles, What's Love with Ja Rule and Ashanti, and We Thuggin featuring R. Kelly. It wasn't all about the singles though, as B-sides like Fight Club with M.O.P. and P.D. Pablo, My Lifestyle, and Definition of a Dawn all stand out as well. Pairing that with other songs on the second half of the album like Get the Hell On With That, Murder Rap, and Wildlife with Exhibit, and you have a complete body of work. The album would be a commercial success, moving more than a million copies and cementing Joe's place as a mainstay in hip hop. That's it for our list today. Let us know in the comments, did we get it right? Be sure to also like and subscribe so you don't miss a list and be sure to check out all the other videos while you're at it. Once again, it's your man CJ Williams from Culturalist Theory. I'll see you next list.